Welcome to Ultra Life Today. You're joining us uh, here on the great interweb, a place where we can learn all sorts of information and get amazing information from leading edge doctors, key opinion leaders in the field of medicine, functional medicine, alternative medicine. Today, we're going to dig into uh, the meat and potatoes from a guy named Dr. John Spence. He practices out of Las Vegas. He is one of the premier thought leaders in integrative and functional medicine. We're going to get insights on emergency care, regenerative medicine, especially thyroid dysfunction, coronary bypass, and all sorts of things that can be done to mitigate those conditions. So stay tuned. You're going to find this interview with Dr. John Spence just fascinating and a learning experience. Hello, everyone. Wherever you happen to be in the world, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, you've just joined Ultra Life Today. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Bellew. I'm here with Adam Payne. Adam Payne is my dear friend. He's the CEO of Ultra Botanica, a lead inventor in the unique technology that we use to make uh, specific types of ingredients, polyphenols primarily, very ultra bioavailable in the body. You know, we've been doing the Ultra Life Today now. Adam, I think we've got like 30 plus archived episodes. This will be, I think, episode 39. I love it. And, and we've got these interesting, innovative, integrative functional medicine doctors, um, credentialed health specialists that we've interviewed from around the country and the world, and they always bring something really fascinating and new to the table. And a new friend to Ultra Botanica is a gentleman um, out of Georgia. His name is Dr. John Spence. He is an MD with all kinds of other initials to uh, his name as well. And uh, he is a... Um, he specializes in integrative and regenerative medicine approaches. Yep. Um, received his bachelor's in biology from Emory University in Atlanta. Um, following his undergrad studies, uh, Dr. Spence attended Lamar University in Beaumont, Texas, where he received his master's in biology, focusing on parasitology. Ooh, we may take a rabbit trail down that. Um, and after completing his graduate studies, he received his doctor of medicine from Saba University of School of Medicine in the Netherlands Antilles. And Dr. Spence is board certified in family medicine. He's a certified wound specialist provider, but he and I had an interesting talk the first time we connected. And I was telling him about our technology and what we do here. And he began to share a little bit about what they're doing in his practice in Georgia. And I immediately said, hey, we have to do a podcast with you. That's awesome. I'm looking so, for, I, you know, I, I'm actually coming into this uh, discussion a little bit naive. I did a little bit of background research, but I'm, I always enjoy meeting integrated physicians because it's, it's typically their DNA is such an unusual path how they got to where they're at. Uh, I, I, I consider most integrative physicians to be physicians that got disillusioned with what medicine was, and they decided they were going to turn it into something functional and useful. Or, or, or you, you have those rare ones that you meet, Adam, that are absolutely just freaking hungry. Yeah. For more and more and more, well, you know, and yeah. they just swallow that, up the, uh, it's, the it's, knowledge. It's, it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. So anyway, without further ado, Dr. John Spence um, of Regenerative, is it Regenerative Medicine Associates there in, in Vidalia, Georgia? 
That's correct. Regenerative Medicine Associates. Perfect. So welcome to the broadcast. And as I mentioned previously, Dr. Spence, uh, if there's anything else you'd like to add from the little snippet that I read off your website about your your background, you know, Adam and I love origin stories, and we always find it really fascinating to, uh, as I said before, the broadcast tongue in cheek. You know, how did a how did an ice MD like you end up in a place like this? <laughs> so, yeah. tell us a little bit about your story. Well, uh, you'd mentioned uh, I'm board certified in family medicine, but interestingly, I've never <clears throat> practiced today of family medicine in my okay, okay. years. I. Uh, actually went into ER initially right out of family medicine. Um, oh, that's right. I found that I like to fix things, and that was a, that was a good place to do it. Um, so after about, I guess, nine years in the ER, I got very interested in wound care. Um, I'd actually been a diver offshore in one of my past lives in this current one. but uh, And so I was interested in hyperbaric medicine or hyperbaric oh, as, as medicine, as we had used right. it as normal daily activities offshore. Um, so I started studying wound care. I went and did wound care training <clears throat> and then uh, became a director of a wound care facility in Vidalia, Georgia, I guess hmm. about 13 years ago. So the ER part's fixing things and the wound care part is regenerative medicine, even though it's more regenerative salvage. And right. I, I got more and more in to regenerative medicine and more and more disillusioned, as you had mentioned, with modern medicine. Um, so I opened a regenerative medicine practice, which is more of an optimization regenerative medicine. And uh, we've been here three years now. So what, what was, I'm sure, was there a moment in your, in your, um, in working in wound care or in, in the ER where you decided that uh, there was, uh, that uh, there was something more to, uh, to medicine or, or what was it? What was that transitional moment like for you? It was probably more so in wound care because wound care patients. There was a study a few years ago where the the average mortality in a wound care center is about seventeen percent, which is pretty high. So wow, yeah, you're generally seeing people who are on the uh, wrong end of the metabolic spectrum, as it were, which is why they have wounds. Right, a lot field. of diabetic foot ulcers. Yep. Yeah, 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 and that's that's where it started coming to me because in the ER. You know, modern medicine is very good for some things, and one of them is emergencies. Um, right. That's the main one. Um, so people come in about to die. There's a lot of things you can give them and do for them that can get them through to the next day uh, or to see the surgeon or wherever they're going. Um, so kudos to modern medicine uh, when it comes to emergency medicine. But as far Yeah, that as makes the, sense. Yeah. But as far as the treatment yeah. of chronic disease, um, I have a lot of... Uh, have a lot of problems with that. It's a little worrisome. So, so what was some of the first either continuing education or potentially uh, individuals that you began to look at or you might have been reading a, a body of their work and saying, you know, this is outside of the box of what I was taught, but I'm really buying into some of these things. Did yeah, you go I, down the A4M track or did you um, the aging and regenerative medicine? I have used A4M for classes, but I never did any okay. of their tracks. Uh, I've been back early on. I took several of their classes. I, I can tell you almost exactly where the big, where it all opened up. It was a conversation with a dentist who had called the wound center to see about getting a patient in for hyperbaric oxygen because they had hmm. been given a, uh, 
a uh, osteoblast uh, type medication, one to help people with osteoporosis, and this person had problems with their jawbones, and they were trying to rebuild jawbone with it, and wow. had, and he had really bad problems. But the problem was also that Medicare only allows for a certain group of people, certain group of diagnoses to go in hyperbaric oxygen. You can't just go in and say, oh, yeah, he needs it. Give it to him just okay. like you would with a blood pressure medicine or something. Uh, so that they, have to, they have to fit a box, right, in order they to do. get uh, the, the, what are you, the payer code or something That's like right. that. All, yeah, mm -hmm. they have to meet the criteria. And that dentist happened to mention to me that he had been a cardiac cripple. He had coronary artery disease that was so bad that he was having to retire. He couldn't walk across a room um, without having to sit down and, and just catch his breath. And this is, this is the dentist? The dentist, the dentist who had called me, that? yeah. Yep, oh, wow. Me. And so he told me that. We, we ended up talking for like 30 minutes for this consult call. And uh, <clears throat> But anyway, he said he ended up in a hospital in Savannah. They told him he needed coronary artery bypass grafting. And he said, there's wow. no way you're, no you're going to do that to me. And he said, they said, well, you're going to die if, if you don't. And he said, well, I might, but you're not going to do that. So he took it upon himself. He did chelation therapy. Nice. Um, mm. He did IV biologic therapy. Uh, he mm. just took the bull by the horns. And that was probably 14 years ago. Um, and wow. this, summer, this summer when he came to my clinic, he rode his motorcycle. So, Oh, my excellent. gosh. So yeah. he, had, he had recovered cardiac function. And yeah. all of the other was, kind of hemodynamic function that, that most people, I mean, that's typically a loss, isn't that? Yeah. Aren't people at that level pretty much written off? Well, currently, um, you know, in, in, in modern medicine, they are. And there are, uh, there are other options. And he's living so, proof. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. What, so what approach did you take with this, with this guy? So understand that he had done all this. So this is where my this is where the light came on for me. And, oh, right. Yeah, so, so you literally got to watch his own journey unfold before your eyes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, so well, he, he did, did this to himself. Exactly. He had done it all to himself. And he had gone and taken trainings in uh, ozone therapy and things like that. Uh, and I was I was so intrigued. I got the uh I got the name of the class he went to and I think I signed up within 24 hours and I was on my way to Nevada <laughs> to go learn from Dr. Schellenberger. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, tell us a little bit about the the, the treatments that he did, and, and why, and what was so non traditional or eye opening for you about these these paradigms. Well, one, you know, I'm as a former ER physician, I'm used to seeing people come in with you know acute coronary syndromes, and right. there's a certain protocol of things that you do for these people because you need to get their vessels dilated, and you need to thin their blood, and you need to get them ready, yeah. you know, for whatever procedure they may may need. So, you know, that was that was built into me. Um, and when he told me that, I was just, wow. I mean, it's literally like it's, he had just become functional again uh, without any surgical intervention whatsoever. Right. He, and, and had been told at his bedside that he would die if he didn't have this done several years earlier. And now, like I said, that's probably been 12 or 13 years since he did that. And so he, what did he do? Did he do the ozone therapy or what, 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 what protocol? The, the chelation, I think. Is yeah, he did both. Chelation. He did both. Okay. He, he did both. He did ozone and chelation. And Dr. Schallenberger has actually come up with a treatment called Keyzone, which combines the two. Um, and Keyzone. He did that. So chelation and ozone therapy. And ozone. So what, so what's, so I, uh, we've had a Dr. Joseph Perita on our show a while back and he's a stem cell guy. He practices, he has a 25,000 square foot stem cell center down in Florida. 
And he does a lot with mesenchymal stem cell activation, autologous and grafted stem cells, PRP, you name it. Yep. What So what does the ozone do? It, um, there has to be some sort of stem cell activation or tissue activation. Tell us a little bit about the theory of what, what happened with this guy and why is it so different? Well, the ozone, for one thing, helps greatly with, with inflammation and oxidation. And it's a little ironic um, that it helps with oxidation, even though it's a very strong oxidant. But what it does is help stimulate your body's own mechanisms, uh, for instance, like the NERF2 pathway and things like this to help uh-huh. your body start doing its own job. So like just so just to. for our listeners, the, the NERF2 pathway is not those 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 uh, f- those fluffy little it's toys. what we've got on the end yeah. of our microphone. No, no, it's not, it's not <laughs> NERF balls and NERF darts. NRF. It's NRF2, which is the body's natural detoxification pathway, uh, which it, when activated, it's actually like an, an efflux pump, and it pumps all the garbage out of the cells, right? Yeah. And uh, curcumin's an activator of NERF2. I guess ozone's an activator of NERF2. The, the big one that was studied at John Hopkins is broccoli the broccoli seed extract, seed extract right. right? That's a yeah. bro, uh, true brock. Yes. Yeah. Glucoraphanin and stimulating the glucoraphanin. Glucoraphanin. I like yeah. that. Sulfafurane. Yeah. Yeah. The, my, some of my favorites. <laughs> so ozone is also, I guess, I didn't know this, a, a, a very powerful NERF2 activator. Yeah. And I think it, you know, I can't tell you that it activates stem cells, but I can tell you this. I use PRP a great deal on uh, mm. for joints. And yeah. I always I always follow that with ozone uh, in oh, the joint space immediately afterwards. And not only does it help with the discomfort, but my success rate with PRP, um, because you hear everybody, you know, people come in, I want stem cells, I want stem cells. I'm like, right. well, first of all, we can't do stem cells per se, but we can do, there are biologics that may mm. or may not include stem cells that you can use, but um, why do that? Let me let me do PRP first, you know, for a for a fraction of what it would cost you to do that. And sure, I may have had I may have had two people convert. I mean, and and, and, and you're works. actually you're actually saying that that ozone really is a complement to what's taking place. It's not only Absolutely. relieving pain, but you think it's actually even accelerating the healing well, he, process. He, he's saying that it's actually it's changing the inflammation signaling mm-hmm. in, the, in the tissues, mm-hmm. and it drives and it drives the mitochondria. I mean, when you come down to any form okay. of disease, the mitochondria oh, is going to be. I think um, you, you just said the magic word for the day: mitochondria. Yeah, I mean, there well, we've there's there's a whole schools of science around mitochondrial health and activating mitochondria or um, re- recycling them, getting rid of the mitochondria that are damaged. Mitophagy. And yeah. my, what's it called? Mitophagy. Yeah, because you have you have autophagy, and mitophagy is just the more focused version of autophagy. On the on the mitochondria. mitochondria. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, it's word of the day with yeah, Dr. My, Spence. Mitophagy. Mitoph- hey, listen, I want to mention real quickly, because <laughs> it's time for a break, um, I want people to know how to get hold of Dr. John Spence and Vidalia Georgia, that regenerate, Regenerative Medicine Associates. We're going to talk about another, a number of other really interesting modalities and tools he uses, ask some cool questions, I'm sure get some amazing answers. And uh, you're listening to Ultra Life Today. Uh, that's Dr. John Spence, MD, you've been listening to. You can catch him on the web at R-E-G-E-N, that's R as in Randy, E-G-E-N-M-E-D dot I-O. Super simple website, regenmed.io. Or you can call the clinic at 912-537-0221. Adam, it's Ultra Life Today. It is Ultra Life Today. I'm Adam Payne, and we got Josh Bellew. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Looking for some real answers for your health? Can't sleep. Dragging out of bed? Stiff and in pain. Can't remember your spouse's name? Join Adam and Josh Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. for Ultra Life Today. You'll get a chance to listen to cutting-edge health experts and pick their brains in all kinds of health topics. We'll be taking your calls and giving away life-changing Ultra Botanica products. Join, Join us, us on, on Ultra, Ultra Life Today, Today Saturdays, Saturdays at 9. 9. Hey, welcome back to Ultra Life Today. I'm Josh Bell. You? I'm Adam Payne. We are sitting here having a fascinating conversation with Dr. John Spence from Regenerative Medicine Associates. Um, they're in Vidalia, Georgia. Am I saying that right? Vidalia? Vidalia. Is that okay? It, Vidalia. That is, that is so, how most so, people say it. Uh, the local people say Vidalia, but yeah. Vidalia. Oh, wow. Says yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, so what... Right. So what always happens, Adam, is we go off the air for a minute. We're taking a break, and all of a sudden, our guest oh, starts mentioning gems. things that are like, yeah, gemstones falling from the heavens. <laughs> and we're like, stop. We have to ask. We want to know. This. So anyway, yeah, Adam, you were you were talking about mentioning oh, ozone, ozone on the break. You know, we really haven't had somebody, Josh, that we've talked to about ozone. Nope. Through. You know, Doctor Frank does a little bit of ozone. He does. I know that uh, Joe Perita does ozone work, but I want to learn more. I, yeah. I think that this is a fascinating idea. It just seems so weird to me that we would actually use ozone in tissues because I always think of ozone as a way to disinfect something. Sure. Right? And uh, I... Yeah, it, wipe the slate clean and too much is not good for you. Yeah. yeah. So how, how, how do you use... Let's start there. How are you getting ozone into the tissues? Are you, I heard, and this correct me if I'm wrong, that some people were actually um, almost... Uh, ozonating blood. They were actually taking blood out of the body, circulating it with ozone, and then putting the blood back into the body. Is that true? Oh, yeah. No, we do that as well. There are two different ways to do that. There's one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there's one called a 10 pass machine um, where you essentially, not essentially, you actually take out a little less than a unit of blood. And it's also called hyperbaric ozone, by the way, because it goes into a pressure sealed chamber. And then it has pressurized, mm. it's exposed to pressurized ozone and it circulates and then it goes back in. You can do up to 10 passes. There is a new machine called an EBOO, E-B-O-O, which E-B-O. is almost like dialysis. And it, it's, wow. uh, it's a very interesting process. I do not have that machine. But you can also deliver so, ozone through ozonated olive oil. You can ozonate water and drink it. Um, I use ozonated toothpaste. I use ozonated aftershave. I use there's you can use ozone so you could for a lot so of w- so will the o- ozonated water will get into your tissues just like ozonated olive oil. I mean, I would imagine that taking out a unit of blood and bubbling some ozone to it that would that's definitely getting back into the body. Yes. So what what so, do people? I mean, I'm just I'm I'm like I'm super nervous and I'm excited and I'm I'm curious and what is it? What is the per, what does a person experience when they get? ozonated blood put back into their body. What does it feel like? Well, I can tell you an example. When I first got, so I I have another machine to just make ozone, the one that I use for injections and things for a joint. Sure. Um, But the 10-pass machine, when I first got it, of course, I wanted to do it on myself. Um, Sure. Normally with a patient, we'll start with like three passes or something like that. Of course, I wanted to start with 10, so I did. uh, (laughs) More uh, is better. More is better. And it was fine. It didn't. It didn't affect me in a bad way. It gave me a little more energy and things like that. 
my, didn't sleep for three weeks now. <laughs> well, my, my nurse, my nurse, on the other hand, uh, she wanted to try it as well. Which she was doing mine. I was going to do hers. So she wanted ten passes. Uh, she was uh, she was awake for about two days. Uh, two no, days? No, You're not kidding me? Not literally. Had a, but yes, had a really like, clean house, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> clean bar, clean kitchen. So, did, is it does it people do people get more energy? Do they feel like they're 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 detoxified? I mean, what's what's the what's the result of this? Well, back to the mitochondria. You're talking about more energy. Yeah. So, if you can make it, if you can drive the mitochondria uh, to work better, obviously you're going to have access to more energy. Um, that's why it's oh, so interesting. helpful for people who have uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, which those two are oh, very close together. Yeah, those two right. are very, very closely related. Um, uh, long COVID, long COVID is a problem. I think that oh, likely has more to do with the heme molecules and the functionality because um, everybody thinks of heme molecules as being the hemoglobin in your blood, but we make a lot of different heme molecules. Um, yeah. We have several of them within our electron transport chain, which is the means by which we transfer um, that energy into ATP in our mitochondria so we can use it. Mm. And ozone drives that process. It helps push push that along. Okay, so so you're using ozone not just as a standalone therapy, but in a in a in an entourage effect, as it were, to help mm -hmm. people with a variety of different conditions. So help us understand you, the entourage that you're that you're bringing to the table for for uh, these different kinds of patients. And uh, how how do you what what are what are the different protocols that you use, and what's so different about what uh, the effects that you're having that other doctors aren't seeing? Well, for one thing, we start <clears throat> excuse me with a. a a large panel of lab work with incoming okay. new patients um, because we we need to get an idea of where we where we're starting and we need to get an idea of overall inflammation and things like that and then relate that back to the patient's history and you know how they feel. Um, so do you do kind of like the Geronova panels of looking at the uh, the gene profile and uh, that's secondary and those kinds of that, things? that's secondary that's, okay that's so secondary because we can go as far as we can you know we can look at genes we can. We have all these options, but we start with a, a, a large blood panel um, okay. that includes all your basic CBC and chemistry and all that. But then we need to know about your CRP. We need to know thyroid function. We need to know about your sexual hormones <clears throat> because oh, interesting. You know, if if somebody's walking around with a you know a really low testosterone, whether it's male or female, it's really hard to really hard to dig yourself out of the hole um, if you don't have the anabolic processes working like they should. Oh, interesting. So it, it really is a holistic approach here because you're, you're saying you can't you can correct some things, but if, uh, if the hormones are out of balance, you really need okay. to take a look at uh, all of those different functions. That's right. And, and are you looking at are you looking looking at certain things outside? You, you mentioned a very large battery of lab tests. Are you doing things when you're looking at thyroid like reverse T3 as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah because Very I would good. I would never follow a TSH. Uh, I mean, I, right. I just I just think that's wrong. Um, but so if you don't have the ratio of T three to reverse T three, it gives it gives you a much better idea of how to how to follow someone. Good to know. Good I to mean, know. so just for our listeners, Josh, this, uh, help help people understand here because most people just understand they go to the doctor, and they get a um, a thyroid test. And it's just the one standard test, and the doc says, okay, yeah, you and, look like your thyroid's okay. Yeah, and I would love John to address this, Adam, because what was very shocking to me early on about 20 years ago is I was hearing individuals saying that by the time 
certain tests that they use to be able to really see what's going on with an individual's thyroid, by the time it's registering on some of those tests, mm -hmm. the individual already has some significant damage. Is that true, Doc? Well, I don't know about the damage, but they've certainly got some significant sequela from, from the situation. Mm -hmm. and, and they've probably felt really bad for a long time before it showed up on the radar uh, of that system. And, and, and there's so many things you can do, even from a functional standpoint, like it, just get a, a pen and a piece of paper and put it by your nightstand. And when somebody wakes up in the morning, before their feet hit the ground, I mean, immediately yeah. stick a thermometer in your mouth. And if you're running mm -hmm. from 95 to the low 97s when you first wake up in the morning, I don't care what your TSH is. Your thyroid isn't working properly. And Interesting. And it needs to be addressed. So low low basal temperature basal. Is, is an indication of of the uh, of poor thyroid function. Yeah. I'm going to test myself tomorrow. Yeah, 95 to 96? Yeah, and yeah. when you were talking about the T3 and you said, well, I would never just rely on a TSH, T tell our people what, why you look at both of those and what that tells you. Well, because you're and and describe maybe some of the symptoms, too, because I think there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people walking around with huge thyroid issues, and they have absolutely no clue. Well, en energy is a big one. Uh, energy, right. I mean, because it's the master regulator hormone. I mean, it's, it's essentially mm. your thermostat for your body. Um, and, you know, it's an energy issue. It's an inability to lose weight issue. It's a, um, I don't want to say, what is the word? Is it anhedony? I don't, I don't remember from my old psychology classes where you really just don't have the, eh, to really do anything. You know, it's like. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Um, I, 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 ha I have a friend whose spouse very much has been that for years and finally got, you know, the Hashimoto diagnosis and is, is moving somewhat in a positive right. direction, but it's been a struggle. Well, well, Hashimoto's is a whole different – I haven't had right. a – I won't say I haven't had one. I haven't had very many that I couldn't make their antibody test come back negative. Um, but that, that takes us down the road to gut health because most of that autoimmune stuff comes as a gut health issue. Um, and also, when you talk about the, the hormones, it pretty much has to be the adrenal, the thyroid, and the sex hormones addressed at the same time because you really don't – you want all three legs on that stool – to be working correctly. Interesting. So I'm I'm curious, Doc. You've um you, you know that we're we're the makers of the Ultra Cur technology, the mm -hmm. curcumin you can feel. How how long ago were you introduced to um, our technology? Probably six months. Six yeah, months. It's just I, only been about about, yeah. about a half a year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it, uh, could you? I take it every day. You take it every day. I do. So tell uh, okay. tell um, please tell listeners what your experience has been and how you're using it clinically, if you don't mind. Uh, well, and so I've used curcumin for a long time, but as you know, because you know, a lot of people would add uh, was it bioperine and things to their curcumin sure. to help with absorption. Black pepper, and I was never a big. I just you know I've heard good and bad about that, and I kind of fell on the side of I don't want to use that. So sure. I was looking for other curcumins, and your uh, the the chemistry of yours seemed like a great idea because I use curcumin for elevated CRPs. Um, I right. use it for people with uh, with you know, arthritic type pain and things like that, even ones that yep. I'm injecting. Um, so, and that's how I found it. I, uh, in communication with Dr. Thompson and he just couldn't say enough about it. So I got in touch and, and here we are. Yeah. Really appreciate you reaching out. And it's interesting because that is really Adam, as you know, we, 
we haven't been a rich company that's able to acquire, you know, a lot of doctors through advertising. It's yeah, just been word of word mouth. Word of mouth is really important. They show up at these different seminars and, and continuing education courses. And uh, there you have it. Hey, before we go to a break here in about three minutes, I want to mention how you can get a hold of Dr. John Spence. It's Dr. John Spence, MD, uh, Vidalia. Georgia. I catch on fast. And uh, the website you can go to is regenmed.io. That's R-E-G-E-N as in Nancy, M-E-D dot I-O. It's a phone number you can reach out to as well, 912-537-0221. That's 912-537-0221. And Doc, with a couple of minutes left before we go into this next segment, I kind of want to set this up. you You've mentioned hyperbaric as one of those early on things that you got exposed to that you were intrigued with. Your dentist friend that did the chelation, um, also, I guess, playing around in the hyperbaric space. You were noting noting that in your emergency room, wound, wound care, specifically your wound care um, portion of your life. Um, I'd really love to plumb the depths of hyperbaric to see some of the applications that you're actually using for hyperbaric because we've got a guy right here in Oklahoma City who is a big champion for vets and he has done some things. A friend of mine has interviewed him for a television show that was very popular a few years back here, a local news show. And I was stunned at what this guy was doing for uh, men and women that were coming back that had had post-traumatic stress disorder from being in Afghanistan or some really prime situation to have a bomb blow up near them. And so uh, this is Ultra Life Today. I'm Josh Bellew. I'm Adam Payne. And uh, we'll be right back. Yep. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody, this is Adam from Ultralife Today. You've been enjoying a broadcast created by us here at Ultralife Today. We are the makers of the uh, ultra-absorbable curcumin, the curcumin you can feel, UltraCur. You can find our products at ultratoday.com, and you can use the coupon code GETULTRANOW. That's GETULTRANOW at ultratoday.com and get 20% off your first order. If you'd like to take advantage of these amazing products, how they can change your life and help you to manage the inflammation in your body, do yourself a favor. Go to ultratoday.com and use Get Ultra Now to get 20% off your first order. Now let's go back to Dr. John Spence at Ultra Life Today. Welcome back to Ultra Life Today. I am Josh Bellew. I'm Adam Payne. Um, we are, Adam, by the way, the makers of the products that you can feel. You know, yeah. forever and ever, people went along saying, I know curcumin is good for me, but ho-hum. Well, and I mean, the, and, and, I mean it's just a, it's, a, it's one of those faith nutritional supplements. We, I believe it's supposed to be right. good for me. And therefore, I'm going to take it even though I'm not feeling anything. Yeah, but and, and but you, behold, UltraCur. You and your colleagues over at the University of Oklahoma Health Sciences, Oklahoma Medical Research Foundation, you solved the conundrum. And you've made curcumin, molecular curcumin, 
that can literally migrate into the bloodstream at exponential levels. And it does different things in the body because it now can achieve what curcumin was supposed to. Well, there's it's, so many. It's, 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 yeah. it's what we call a pleiotropic compound because it has so many different places that I, it attaches I, I, I to. I call it magic bullet. Magic that's bullet. I call it. That's, the, well, that, hey, that's, that's the medical term. Well, <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, you know, this, is where, this, is, this broadcast today is the first time we've broadcast in our new studio. We just moved our studio from uh, what, used, what is now a marketing office to a real studio. I hope nothing falls off the walls today. Yeah, uh, that should. the mics fall. But uh, anyway. what do you think? What do you think yeah. of their new oh, place here? I'm loving it. It feels so good in it here. Does. It does. And, and so we're, we're going to dial back in here with uh, Dr. John Spence, Vidalia, Georgia, Regenerative Medicine Associates. And I was running down a path before the break, but I think we're going to put the brakes on that a little bit and compare hyperbaric oxygen to ozone because uh, uh, Dr. Spence has uh, a wound care facility which where they use a lot of hyperbaric, but uh, at Regenerative Medicine Associates, they primarily use ozone. So What's the difference? Why do one over the other? And what's more convenient? And, and what's got better outcomes? As far as the outcomes go, that would be hard to pick because it's usually uh, a, a different flavor of patient for each one. It's a different modality. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah the, the ozone we generally use, I was going to say just for optimization, but we use it, and I meant to mention that earlier, that we use it a lot for acute illnesses. I had uh, a patient last week who called and said she had family in for Thanksgiving, and the next day she had a fever. She felt horrible. Um, oh, wow. And wanted to come in and do, and do ozone. I called her the day after her ozone treatment. She said, I am 50% better. I, I feel so much better. And I talked to her yesterday, and she's like, I'm, I'm back That's to astounding. normal. And wow. That is a wonderful thing. Another interesting one. I had a patient who had a cold sore, and she had to go somewhere. It was a wedding or something, but I had like a bad cold sore on her lip that popped up, and she came in and got ozone, and it was gone the next day. Those viruses do not How like ozone. So, so you you had mentioned earlier, and I want to just dovetail back there. When you mentioned long-haul COVID, a lot of people – I have friends, uh, Dr. Spence, that uh, developed COVID a year and a half ago that are still having – lingering brain fog, fatigue, unusual muscle aches in their body that won't seem to go away, almost like when you overwork a muscle and it just stays tight and you all of a sudden you've got a loss of range of motion. Have you seen all that? You mentioned ozone as something that was a potential to facilitate helping someone get over long-haul COVID. Explain that. It is, it's the best thing I have seen for long-haul COVID. Usually we would do wow. Interesting. supplements, but it's been... Uh, it's been pretty amazing. I had some patients come out. Atlanta's about two and a half hours away. It was an executive who called me, and I knew him because I used to live in Atlanta. And he said, you know, he's in all these high-speed board meetings, and he said, I cannot even come up with words. I mean, I'll be sitting there, and I'm just, I just Boy, feel dumb. I know how that um, feels. I've, I've experienced that in my last bout of COVID. It was like I would hit a wall, and my brain would shut down completely. Yeah. It's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. So what was his experience? Uh, super excited was his experience. He uh, he stopped to text me about halfway back to Atlanta, and he's like, I feel wonderful. And, and that was really? Wow. Yeah, that was six months so ago. So so go, go into again to the protocol what what you do so are you are you taking a unit of blood out of his body and yep. and ozonating it yep it's a little um, it's almost an egg shaped like an elongated egg shaped uh, container that's yeah uh, that's airtight and it hooks into a, a machine that will literally regulate draw the blood out 
it will hold it there, and then it will dump in the pressurized ozone at whatever concentration you've set the machine, and then a circulator is circulating the egg to kind of stir things up, and then it mm. will deliver, deliver it right back. That's so it's it. kind of a it's an enclosed process and sterile and uh, and, oh, and I guess it's safe. I guess, hope I hope it's safe. Now, yeah. now, I, now I heard briefly as an aside when you were talking about ozone for long haul COVID, you also mentioned certain supplements. If if somebody's coming to Doctor Spence with long haul COVID, what is your absolute like? Ooh. This is my protocol. This is my cocktail. You know, along with ozone, I'm going to do these this, things. This might be a little unfair to ask him to share his secret <laughs> sauce, Josh. Uh, no, no, I have I, a feel. I, I have a feeling this guy uh, likes to see people be helped and get well. Okay. Well, All right. Well, there are, let's see. There are some basics. Uh, your curcumin would be in there. You also okay. want CoQ10, what? a pretty high dose of CoQ10, a couple times a day. Mm. Quercetin um, is very helpful. I tell you something that is uh, is amazing um, is methylene blue. Have you ever you've probably heard of methylene, methylene blue? Yeah. I've heard no, a lot about methylene. I heard some people mentioning that, and I just never went down. You know, Doctor Weber has gotten into methylene blue. Okay, okay. And, if, if I'm not uh, mistaken, you're familiar with the, with the, go, oh, ahead. Which, go ahead. Which Doctor Weber? Doctor Weber, the Weber's from Germany, from Weber Medical. They make the, uh, oh, oh, the photodynamic yeah. lasers. Yeah, no, I was wearing his laser on my wrist about an hour ago. Yeah, you're kidding. That, yeah, no, that Doctor Weber <laughs> with the probe stuck that up my Dr. nose. Weber. There we go. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So you're, you're familiar with his, his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, yeah. that goes hand in hand with methylene blue. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. No, we um, we, we, he he actually distributes a lot of our products over in Europe because of the ooh. they use them they use our curcumin for photodynamic therapy in uh, in oh, all over the okay. European marketplace. Yeah. Yeah, just so okay. so if you well, weren't aware of this, if Dr. Thompson had it shared with you or maybe Dr. Ellenberg there in Alaska, we uh, I saw Dr. Ellenberg on stage at the International Society for Laser Applications conference and he was, you know, doing some treatments and he said now in our facility, he said we tell all of our patients if they're on the original UltraCur, we'll have them take a couple of capsules about 30 minutes prior to their appointment time with us, and if they're doing the pro, if he's got them on the higher dose of the uh, the uh, mm-hmm. clinical version of the curcumin, the pro, he says we'll have them take it about forty to forty-five minutes, and it absolutely enhances the effect of the laser session. I use the hemolumen. Yeah. I have the hemolumen. Oh so yeah. Now tell like, us about hemolumen because Doctor Perita mentioned that me mentioned that to me in a phone call about six months ago. I don't so, know what it so, is. Yeah. So tell what, me about hemolumen. Yeah. What is that? So we use it, you can use it by itself, but I usually use it when we're doing ozone since we're going to have the blood passing out and back in anyway. And it comes with a a triple cuvette. It has three crystal tubes about this long and they pass, the blood will pass back and forth on the way in and the way out. Uh, Pass, let me see, it's red laser, blue laser, amber, I believe, light, and also UV light uh, on each pass. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's a a neat device. uh, So you're actually probably, you're actually doing while with the ozonation you're also uh providing photodynamic activity to the blood as it's going in and out exactly wow because you can do the hemolumen by itself somebody could literally come in and you literally draw their blood out and let it pass over the hemolumin and then you put it back in but if we're doing ozone anyway so parita's doing this too yeah yeah and dr parita i'd love love to hear your opinion on this as well but he basically said to me josh this really is next level stuff from some things that we've been doing. Interesting. I, I'm unaware. I need to learn more about this. I wonder if Dr. Amazing. Frank has this too. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. But, but the so red how long light, have you been doing the hemolumen? 
Oh, probably three months. Not long at all. Okay. But I was, uh, okay. I don't know. I, I, there's a uh, an email that I'm on with Dr. Thompson and some other people. And it's uh, it came up and I started doing my research and asking questions. And I was like, oh, yeah. I need that. So, um, so uh, please, please um, help us understand what kind of differential benefits have you seen with the hemolumen? Well, for one thing, just like with the red light portion, so the UV portion, you know, it is it, it's antimicrobial and things of that nature. Sure. And, and I use it because it's in there, and I'm fine with taking care of care of any microbes that may be circulating. However, the red light I really like um, because the red light not only dumps energy. So it, I don't remember the exact time, but it literally lasts for hours upon hours upon hours. It's not like it passes right you know, into the blood and then that's done. It actually stores that energy, which makes sense. Um, but oh, also nice. in doing my methylene blue research, I came to realize that nitric oxide, because everybody thinks wonderful things about nitric oxide, and there's super beets and all these things that you can take to for nitric oxide. But it turns out, sure. well, it doesn't turn out, physiologically, CO2 is actually your best vasodilator. If you get to the point uh -huh. where you need nitric oxide, well, that's a backup system. And nitric oxide. Oh, interesting. Because nitric so oxide, CO2 is essentially the, 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 the waste product. And so the more CO2 you have in your blood, the more your, your vessels are dilate in order to help facilitate its release. They will dilate. They will, they will dilate, and oh. that, that's your basic vasodilator. If you get to the nitric, nitric oxide portion, well, that's the backup system. But another oh, interesting. Another potential problem with nitric oxide is in the electron transport chain, your cytochrome C oxidase, where your oxygen binds to, in order for the last step of making ATP, nitric oxide knocks that out of the way. So it oh. doesn't help you as far as uh, efficiency goes in your mitochondria. Methylene blue, mm. however, takes care of that. And then the methylene blue with red light does an even better job because red light will knock it off too. Interesting. So I'm so I'm curious, but because of sunlight's vast effects, even on measured on, on the hormonal system of the body, is there any hormonal effect taking place when you're doing hemolumin and treating the blood with these different uh, wavelengths of light? I don't know that answer, but I would be surprised. Okay. And, and now that you okay. mentioned sunlight, too, uh, you're right. I can't say enough about sunlight, and it breaks my heart. You know, every morning, I'm, I'm in seeing patients at 7.30, and I don't. I wish I could find a, a secret passageway up to the roof where I could go hide out for 15 minutes right. and, uh, with my shirt off every morning about 10 a.m. <laughs> because that is some of the best medicine, along with, you know, good, clean oh. food. Sunlight is good for you and proper exposure. So yeah. we've been learning about ozone therapy and hemolumin and hemolumin, hemolumin, yep. right? And uh, and passing CO two passing lengths of wavelengths of light through blood that is actually outside the body and then putting it back in. Is that not that's really cool. interesting? That's cool. Right? What's really what's really interesting is that people that it has a a, a dynamic effect on people. It, it helps them regenerate and restore normal function in the body. That You're saying the red light, wavelengths of light actually store in the, in the, in the blood and, actually, and are, have effect long after you've irradiated the blood. Yeah. So, so I have to mention, Adam, you know, we have people like Dr. Spence on the program because, you know, 10 minutes of this podcast, Ultra Life Today, and people are already going, 
this doesn't match up with any experience I have when I go to the doctor. Right. Talking about doing not only these large labs for them, but then doing things like reverse T3 for thyroid that fall outside what would be normally um, recommended uh, uh, by a physician. Then you start talking about these unique modalities that Dr. Spence employs at Regenerative Medicine Associates, which we've really only scratched the surface. We're like going to actually have to have him back yeah. because there's... Quite a few more toys he has in his well, toy box. Well, it's, it's, you know, I'm itching to try them. I mean, just like when we talked to Robert O'Dell and he talked about his nerve paradigms and, yeah, and, and ways that he can nerves. regenerate nerves. Yep. Man, we're, we're talking about a long COVID potential uh, regeneration restore. I need it. I'm, I'm still hitting a wall every now and then. So there's stuff going of on course. residual in my of body. Course. Boy, I'm just, I'm, I, maybe I'll fly to Georgia. So you have been uh, listening to me, Josh Bellew. And Adam Payne here. And, and Dr. John Spence in Vidalia, Georgia. And we've just begun to scratch the surface. We're three segments in, Adam. And uh, I want to come back and, and let Dr. Spence kind of wrap it up with kind of the, uh, maybe a little bit of the patient experience, but on our break, he mentioned something about peptide therapy. Pep both, uh, you the and magic I, words. both you and I were wiping the drool off the edge of our mouth because we know. want to hear more about that. So we're going to a quick break here. Again, you can get a hold of Dr. Spence oh. at regenmed.io. That's R-E-G-E-N-Med.io or 912-537-0221. We'll be right back with our final segment with Dr. John Spence. Our mission is to take nature's most beloved botanicals and enhance them with our liquid protein scaffold technology. This helps it reach your cells faster and better. With exponentially enhanced bioavailability, you'll feel better every day. Ultra Botanica, the feel-good curcumin. Get yours today at ultratoday.com. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Ultra Life Today. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Bellew, and I'm here with... Adam Payne, and we've been talking to Dr. John Spence about so many different things. Yeah. He said a magic word, actually, during uh, during one of our breaks. He did. And it really tickled my fancy because I am I am so enamored with this topic. There's actually been a uh, uh, one of the kind of these therapies that I've been using myself off-label, uh, for many years to help my nerve issues, and it's called cerebrolicin or cerebrolicin. It's a, which is a, an Austrian technology of the ilk of peptide therapy. Doc, you 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 talked about peptide therapy. So uh, illuminate our audience. What is peptide therapy, and why should everybody just be all over this stuff? So peptide therapy uh, is literally that. Uh, proteins are essentially polypeptides. And uh, a peptide is just a sequence of amino acids, usually shorter than a protein. And this research has been going on for many years, most of it not in this country. But they find a molecule in your body that's bioactive, um, whether it's growth hormone, um, there, any number of them. And they actually find a portion of that protein that is the most bioactive. So instead of having to give somebody an entire uh, protein, they literally came up with a small chain of, of amino acids called a peptide, and there are various ones depending on what you're targeting. And you can just inject that into your skin. In the case of a cerebral icin, you probably use a nasal spray. Um, there are Actually, we, I injected IM. Yep, it goes right, yeah. into, my, uh, right into my muscle. Um, they but it, they it, make it for nasals as well. It'll go straight through your, really? through your form plate, yeah. 
So essentially, the protein is a, is a folded peptide with all sorts of different functions. You know, mm -hmm. Proteins have all sorts of pleiotropic functions in our body. The peptide goes down to one domain where yeah. it, it has an, uh, an activity. Um, in, the, in the case of cerebrolicin, it's actually um, neurotrophic factors, which is a fancy word for nerve growth factors for helping to regenerate and restore different parts of the nerve in the body. So, Dr. Spence, pretend for a moment I'm one of your patients and I come in You've discovered something, and you recommend peptide therapy to me. What would be some of the things you might discover that you would say, you know, I believe peptide therapy is going to have a significant benefit for you, my patient? Sometimes one of the uh, lab tests we do is an IGF-1, which is an insulin growth factor 1. Uh, we oh, test that. It's a, we use it as a surrogate marker for growth hormone levels because growth uh -huh. hormone is a pulsatile hormone, so it's not easily, not realistically measured outside of a laboratory setting because it's, it's pulsatile. But if the IGF-1 was particularly low, uh, we might put you on a, um, on a growth hormone analog peptide that you would use, you know, five nights a week or something like that. Just take a small yeah. insulin needle to yeah. take injection. So then that would have the effect of helping to boost the body's ability to regenerate and to restore function? In, indeed. Indeed, because growth hormone will certainly help you, uh, even not just after injury, just your normally normal wear and tear of life. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. Growth hormone helps maintain your tissues. So I know the FDA doesn't like peptide therapy at all, um, and it's very. Um, the, there are only a few pharmacies or centers around the country that will provide to doctors these different peptides. Could you tell us a little bit about the menu of, of options that, that, that you have as a doctor in uh, prescribing peptides to different conditions? And, and pardon my ignorance. Peptides, guys, are these synthesized? Are these considered to be natural? Is that why they fall outside the question. domain of the FDA, or do they? I don't know. That's a great question. I, I, I feel sure that they are synthesized. Synthesized, okay. Um, okay. But... I, uh, as far as the FDA, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but it seems to me that they do get irritated with a lot of things that aren't patentable. We'll let everybody oh, else do the math on that. But sure. I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand. But now it could be because things that aren't patentable can't, um, nobody can do the research required to get through the hurdles for the FDA sure. because there's no incentive to do that research. Challenge. Right, because so they haven't a, tested the safety yeah, and the so efficacy, and yeah. so it's not proven. Re, it's not proven research. Not not here. There are certainly studies that, that have been done um, and, and, and is used regularly in lots of places in Europe, especially. So, so how, how many different peptide therapy modalities are there? There are a lot, and uh, I usually really yeah, there, there are a lot. Anything from, uh, like I said, growth hormone issues. If people are having a hard time getting their testosterone level up, you can use something called Kispeptin. And an, huh. in, an interesting case: I had a patient who was, uh, I think, it was early thirties. He had a low testosterone, and he felt so bad with low testosterone that he didn't want to come off of it. But his he and his wife wanted to have another child, and usually if huh. you're if you're on testosterone replacement. It suppresses your sperm count and things like that because your body's recognizing that you already have enough testosterone. So sure. Oh, interesting. So uh, I gave him Kispeptin for about two months. And while he was on uh, testosterone therapy, he actually conceived. Oh, that's great. Interesting. Yay. So, but <laughs> the point is you can, you can stimulate the, the uh, testicular tissue to 
I mean, it'll, it works well. So rather than providing exogenous outside of the body testosterone, you actually used a peptide to stimulate his body to produce more testosterone naturally. That's right. Is that and right? Increase his sperm yeah, wow. count. Yeah. Right. Because and, yeah. That's, and so, do you see? Um, you know, we're well familiar when you get a safety data sheet out of the inside of a medication and it's as long as your arm and it's so small you can't read it and a huge portion of that is dedicated to not only contraindications but the potential of adverse events right you're using peptides a lot in your practice obviously are there concerns about adverse events with peptides or is that somewhat minimized as compared to a pharmaceutical drug so it's minimized and the concern would be as with adding any peptide into someone you would certainly want them to do it in your presence for the first time to make sure this just wasn't an allergy that they might have to do. Sure. So you no can anaphylaxis. That. Okay. But, yeah. uh, but, you know, outside of that, it's, they're very easy, very easy to, uh, yeah, these are, these are natural parts of the human, of the, of the human biome. Essentially. We're not, it's not a drug. It's essentially a fragment of a protein that's naturally part of the normal human biology talking about in my early days, I went and trained, that's probably eight years ago or so, um, down in Miami to harvest the autologous stem cells. And, right. you know, o over the years, everybody has kind of uh, been on the side of, well, if you're getting, you know, stem cells from another source other than your own body, well, then they're not as good as yours. And I, and I believe that for years, and I'm not saying I have a stance one way or the other right now, but I'm starting to lean the other way with the technology we have now uh, for, for collecting uh, biologic tissues from placental tissue and from uh, donated umbilical cords as well. Yeah. Because those aren't, those aren't old cells. Those are brand new cells. Right. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's some groups, there's a storm of brewing in Oklahoma. There's some groups that are. It's a group out of Texas. That is. Um, Infinity Stem Cells. Infinity is the name Stem Cells. they're calling them. Yep, and they are harvesting um, uh, cord blood from mothers that donate it. And, 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 and it's a very strict program that they have for even accepting any of the cord blood. Oh. So, yeah, they actually turn down over 95% of their applicants. Interesting. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's yeah, it is it is fascinating stuff, Doctor Spence. Too, because I've had some individuals I personally know that did the Infinity Stem Cell thing, and they have had what I would consider spontaneous remission of a couple of things that you cannot explain away other than that very thing. It's been quite unusual. It's and we just we just want to take a deeper dive and learn more. Agreed, and I do it every day. Wow, there's so much to learn in this wow. field. It's fun. It's it's uh it's actually turned out to be what I always thought being a doctor would be, where you're actually doing something that you can continue learning something brand new every day, and as opposed to uh, you know reading the latest drug brochure. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like that sounds like the kind of adventure I want to sign up for. You know, I used to. My mom uh, passed away about 13 years ago, but she was a very wise woman, and one of the things that she would always say to me, it was a period of time where I took care of her for a lengthy period of time as she got slower to passing away, but her mind was like a steel trap. And she, she would always say to me, I'd like you to sit down and tell me what you learned today. And every day she wanted me to make sure that I was taking time to smell the roses and looking around and not just getting stuck in a groove and hamster wheel and doing that. She wanted me to be 
branching out and, and learning stuff. So I want to sign up for the kind of uh, thing that you're doing there where every day new technologies are being uh, presented to you and you get to sort through them and then you get to introduce these incredible things to your patients to allow them to have a different level of health. Regenerate, than restore, had. recover. Those are beautiful so, paradigms. So with about three and a half minutes left, can you do, do a couple of patients, obviously, uh, privacy would enter into this, you wouldn't mention names, but are there, would a couple of patients come to mind where you just said, you know, they came and this was what was going on. You mentioned one of those with that dentist early on, but he actually treated himself. Can you think of some things that have happened in your clinic where you just go, that was this person and now this is this person going through our process? Um, first of all, your mother was brilliant based on that story. Um, <laughs> yeah. from a, on an orthopedic standpoint, I did have a guy who came in who had had uh, three surgeries on his knee. And it was a uh, it was a mess. It was it was almost hard on the outside. Um, young guy, um, he's probably he may be fifty, um, but he's couldn't do anything. So he came in and I just did PRP and with ozone, obviously. And then after we do every time we do an injection, we do pulsed electromagnetic field therapy afterwards. Um, Oh, okay. interesting. What's yes, that? Yes, PEMF. Oh, I can't wait for you to go down this. Go ahead. Essentially, po what, so, so po post electromagnetic field. That's right. Um, okay. So essentially, when you have chronically injured tissue, uh, you, you have a, a lot of this tissue becomes senescent. The cells become senescent. So, you know, mm. as for the people out in the audience, it's kind of like a hibernating bear. All the parts are there. It could work, but they don't work. Um, and right. PEMF helps regenerate the uh, the membrane potential across cells, essentially wake them up. And, uh, oh, interesting. So it jumpstarts yeah. that senescent cell? It jumpstarts that. Wow. And, really? And another very interesting thing about them as well, you can look at blood cells, um, almost like pulling socks out of a dryer in the, in, the, uh, in the wintertime, how the socks will stick together. A lot of our blood will do that as it's passing through. It's not clotting. It's just kind of right. sticky and hanging onto each other. After P yeah, which is not uh, good, right? It's not as efficient because if you think about a red blood cell, its whole okay. idea is surface area. Um, right, it's supposed okay. to interact with tissues and go other right, places. Right. Yeah. And okay. if you uh, treat somebody with PEMF, their blood cells start to repel each other, which not only helps with surface oh. area, but it helps push the blood, helps circulate the blood, helps push it down the capillaries because they're repelling each other. Interesting. It's, uh, it's neat oh, therapy. Interesting. But anyway, sorry, this gentleman, one shot. He called me six weeks later, and he said, I need to come get another shot. And I was like, so how are you feeling? He goes, my knee feels great. It's never felt better. I goes, but I'm going. I almost said never felt better since he's initially injured it before the first surgery. Um, sure. And he said. Uh, I can't remember the last time it go. felt this good. Go. But he said, no, I'm going to the Bahamas, and I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be walking a lot, and I don't want to screw this up. So I just want to come get another one. So we did. But, I mean, that's hmm. been, uh, I don't know. It's probably been nine months ago, and the only time I hear from him is when he's sending wow. me new patients. Uh, very well, that's nice. awesome. Very nice. Yeah. So, so this is Ultra Life today. We've been sitting here having a awesome dialogue. We've covered with so many different Dr. things, and and he's still got a list on his website. You, know, you have to go okay, to this hold on. Let's, website. Let's, we've got ozone therapy. <laughs> we've had peptide therapy. We've had PRP. PRP. Well, uh, we have had the pulsed electromagnetic therapy. Just touched on hyperbaric for a moment. Oh, yeah, hyperbaric uh, was for uh, wound uh, care. Okay, uh, so uh, really, that's the ozone the ozone pathway. We had photodynamic therapy with the heme the hemolumen. Hemolumen. Yes. Oh my gosh! Know, and and right? there's more. I'm so there's sure. a way to get a hold of Dr. John Spence. It's regenmed.io. That's R E G E N. 
MED.io. Phone number to reach Regenerative Medicine Associates is 912-537-0221. Well, Adam Payne, this has just been a blast once again. Feel it's, like the time just went by like that. It did, and I've learned so much, and I'm just hankering for more. Yeah, yeah right? I'm, I'm ready for my blood to get ozonated. Hey, Dr. Spence, you think it's possible sometime a couple months down the road we'll get you oh, back on? Oh, sure. Yeah, just give me a call and we'll work okay. it out. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Ultra Life Today. I'm Josh Bellew. I'm Adam Payne. Thanks for joining us and uh, stay tuned for our live portion. This has been Ultra Life Today. We've been enjoying an interview with Dr. John Spence, myself, Adam Payne, and Josh Bellew. If you've enjoyed what you've listened to, please go to anywhere on the interweb and look up Ultra Life Today, and you'll find close to 100 different interviews that we've done with key opinion leaders and shakers and movers in the field of medicine. If you like what you're hearing about UltraCur, you can go to Ultra Life Today and use the 20% off coupon GetUltraNow to get 20% off your first order. Thanks for joining us, and come back soon.